Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perrigan and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the It Just Means Less podcast. I'm your host, Wells Perrigan, here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. What's going on, everybody? Um, you know what we talked about last week being finally here, week zero. But now me and Jacob's teams finally are playing ball Saturday. It's just so exciting. Um, on campus today around Auburn, all the white tent tailgates have uh, have been going up, and it, it just makes me super excited to be able to watch real SEC football this week. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, you know, here at, uh, here at Alabama, you know, with the same things going on on the quad, you got all the white tents getting set up. Well, today or today is get on board day, which is like a thing where, you know, everybody can join, go and see all the different organizations and everything on campus. But tomorrow, starting tomorrow, the white tents will be up. But, you know, I think I'm excited. I'm excited, you know, with finally some SEC football starting tonight with Florida and Utah. But, you know, Saturday is going to be some some real games. Yeah, we'll touch up on Florida and Utah in a little bit. I said real SEC football this week. I don't want to take a shot. I don't want to take a shot at Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt went down. They they kind of screwed me and Jacob up on this on picking the spread and all that. But they got the window in last night. Um, or last week. Sorry. Let's see. I mean, in our pickums last week, I was um five and two outright. You were four and three outright. But then in the spread, you got me three to four and to two to five. So a pretty fairly um. Even matchup, I guess if you added them up, we we both went uh seven and seven overall, which yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. knowing ball or not, <laughs> but um, could be worse. <laughs> you know, I don't think we're gonna spend too much time in the last week outs. I mean, you had a lot of the Notre Dame blowouts. Um, what was your key ca- takeaways from the games you watched last week, Jacob? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch Navy Notre Dame uh as much as I wanted to, but I did watch the tail end of Vanderbilt Hawaii. Um. Vandy, I guess Van, Vandy really didn't look that great to me toward the end, especially, you know, giving up the seven run or not seven run, seven or only winning by seven points, giving up the 21 point lead that they had. So I definitely not as pleased as people should be with SEC team. Yeah, the overall experience last week at Vandy just sums it up. I mean, you got the Jumbotron hanging out there by cranes yeah you know end zone is wide open with construction and dirt everywhere the game gets delayed because of rain and then you got hawaii sitting there in a tent instead of a locker room so it, <laughs> it was just not the ideal um my main takeaway is i want to give a shout out to jack state jack state went yeah. got their first ever fps win versus utep and they uh uh, 17-14 game, I believe. Yeah. And uh, UTEP was driving right there at the end, and uh, I believe it was the safety for Jack State ended up picking the ball and sending the deal. So, shout out Jack State. Uh, it's actually a quality he, opponent, you know, to beat your first game as an FBS team. UTEP's always – I'm thinking UTSA, my bad. UTEP's yeah, but, not I mean, bad, but – I mean, it's it don't matter who it's against. It's, it's a, a monumental yeah. experience. Uh, Rich Rodriguez is – you know, maybe he'll turn that program around. So, we'll see. Um. You mentioned tonight. Uh, tonight we start Florida versus Utah. I believe the news came out yesterday that Cam Rising was not going to be starting tonight for Utah. I mean, that's just it's that's kind of a scary thing because I don't know what Graham Mance is going to look like at quarterback for Florida, and I don't know. Do you know the starter for Utah off the top of your? I don't. I don't know his name, but I know because I was. Uh, I looked it up before we got on here. Uh, I don't remember his name, but I know when Cam Rising got hurt in the Rose Bowl last year, he came in and threw a touchdown against whoever was in the game. I think it was that last year or maybe the year before. I can't remember, but I know that he has had some time playing, so I really don't 
you know, I don't think it'll be really changed too much. Yeah. And you know, that is, I mean, it, Vegas, the spread right now is five. Vegas had the spread before he got hurt at 6.5. So him, or I guess it's hurt, him coming out only raised, lowered the spread by 1.5. So Vegas is still pretty confident. I say pretty confident. The spread's only five. So, so they, his name is Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, I want to get shout out Jesse Lang. I don't think he's going to be rooting for a Bryson Barnes tonight. <laughs> but um, I think I'm going I'm to still take Utah. I think. I think Utah is going to be the, is the better team overall. We talked yeah, a little sure. bit about Billy Napier and how he's trying to get it done on the recruiting trail. Hasn't done it in at Florida yet. They were seven and six and seven last year with a ball loss, and uh, Utah was ten and four last year. I think Utah is just going to be returning too much talent for Florida to be able to win the game. Might be cl- early, cl- um, it might be close early, but I have Utah winning both. Yeah, I have Utah pulling. Um... You know, I have them winning. I had them winning it when it was six and a half. Um, I think Utah's the better team overall. With the question of Grant, how is Grant Metz going to play at Florida in his first game, especially at a place like Salt Lake City, and you know they do it a little different out there. It's a Pac-12 after dark. It's a little crazy. So um, I got Utah winning, and then I got them covering the five. Yeah, I th- and then the other game tonight, not near as exciting. Uh, South Dakota at Missouri. South Dakota was three and eight last year in a FCS. Missouri was seven and six in the SEC East. Um, Missouri gave Georgia a scare last year. Brought their quarterback back. Um, I'm draw- absolutely drawing a blank on his name. Uh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Just it sums it up. Yeah. Uh, spreads twenty five. I think I'm going to take uh, Mizzou outright, and I mean over- outright and the spread. I don't think South Dakota is going to be able to hang with a. Uh, Missouri, I think I'm going to take Missouri overall. Yeah, I'm going to take Missouri to win. Uh, I just don't – I don't know enough about South Dakota, to be honest with you, to say that they're not going to cover the 25, so I'll take Missouri to cover too. Okay. All right. There's no games Friday night as far as SEC-wise. Um, so the next game that after Missouri tomorrow or tonight, actually, uh, Virginia will be versus Tennessee. The game is in Nashville. Virginia was 3-7 and seven last year. They didn't uh, get to finish the season out after the tragic shooting that uh, I believe it was three of their players were killed. Yeah, Tennessee is coming off one of their best seasons since Peyton Manning, eleven and two last year, beating Alabama, raising sand about that. Spreads at twenty eight. I think Tennessee is going to get this done, Jacob. I th- I don't I don't think it's going to be close at all. I don't think Virginia is going to be able to hang. I think Virginia's head coach is was the uh, OC at a uh, Clemson a few years ago, so he's got. I mean, he's produced before, but he hasn't done it yet as a head coach. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to take Tennessee um, to co- co- cover and win outright. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm going to follow you and do the same. Uh, there, my the reason I say it so much is because Virginia doesn't have a proven quarterback. Brandon Armstrong transferred to North Carolina State, and he's their starting guy now. So they don't have a guy that's proven at quarterback. And I think I think Tennessee, you know, Joe Milton had he had Tom played last year a little bit under his belt. So I'll give Tennessee the the win outright and then the cover of the twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, I f- you feel like Virginia is going to probably be one of the I don't want to write them off early, but they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the ACC. And yeah. uh, both of us had were high on Tennessee to start the year, so I think Tennessee is going to get it done. I will preference that all these spreads I believe came from ESPN. We double checked through DraftKings, but any spread. 
probably is the ESPN spread. Um, yeah. Next game is Mercer, who is 1-0 after beating um, North Alabama in a close game in the Crampton Bowl last week. Um, Mercer was a top 25 FCS team. I think they were 23 when they played North Alabama last week. Um, North Alabama kept it close, just wasn't able to finish it out. And then Ole Miss, they're at Ole Miss, play, who's 8-5. and five. There's not a spread yet. So what do you think about this game, Jacob? You know, I'm kind of glad there's not a spread because I don't know if I would – you know, I would imagine it's probably going to be somewhere in the number around 23, 24, I would imagine, around that number. I probably would have taken Mercer to cover, I don't know, just just because of the drama. But I will, I will say Ole Miss is going to win. Um, I don't know the, the spread, so can't really say that much, but I'll take Ole Miss to win it. I think it's going to be a little closer, though, honestly. Yeah, I don't think – have we heard anything out of Ole Miss's camp about who's starting yet? No, I imagine it'll be dark, but I could be wrong. I, I, It's probably going to be one of them games where you see at least two or three guys. Probably going to see some dark how, uh, Spencer Sanders and maybe some Walker Howard at the end. But Ole Miss, Ole Miss should, should, should dominate this game. I mean, Lane Kiffin, there's no reason to lose to Mercer week one at the vault. Um, next game on the schedule would be Ball State. At Kentucky, Ball State was five and seven last year. Kentucky seven and six. Kentucky gained Devin Devin Leary Definitely. from uh, North Carolina State. Vegas is really high on Kentucky in this game. Twenty six and a half. I don't know too much about Ball State. I, you know, it's sitting here. This is hard, Jacob, because we're talking about all these lower FCS schools or lower FBS schools that nobody knows a whole lot, especially down here in the South. You know, it's right. not like we're talking about Troy, at, uh, Auburn, or, you know, Southern Miss playing Mississippi State. They, like, I believe Ball State is in Ohio. I think it's Ohio, yeah. I think it's Ohio. <laughs> I think it's the Battle of the States. So um, I'm, I'm going to roll, roll with the SEC right here. I'm going to get Kentucky gets it done on the spread and outright. You, okay, so you think they're going to do both? Yeah, I uh, just looked it up. Ball State is in Muncie, Indiana. And well, know that. we were both we, wrong. Either so way, we don't. We don't know. know we, we don't. We're not. We don't know ball. We're not geography majors. Don't know ball and don't know a geography. Shout out Gordo yeah. uh, High School. Um, <laughs> so what did, um, what did you, what did you think, Jacob? Who do you have here? I'm going to go Kentucky to win, and I'll I'll say they cover the 26 and a half, just because I don't know enough about the Cardinals. Um, I just don't I don't I just don't know. I think Devin Leary will prove I think, you know, Kentucky's gonna do like they normally do and have their first few wins in the SEC East and then they'll probably just die down after that. probably I mean, I don't know. Mark Stoops is Mr. Consistent up there at Kentucky. You know, anywhere from that seven and five, eight and four range, they're gonna might pull an upset, give some teams some scares and take care of the games they probably should win. Um I think so. And then the next game of the week, the one everybody in the South is most excited for, the UMass Minutemen coming off that impressive win at New Mexico State last week when, with me and Jacob both picking New Mexico State. So they proved us wrong. At 5-7 and seven last year, Auburn. <sighs> Spread's 35. And I, I believe them. I don't know if you've seen it yet. The news has broke today. I believe it was Justin Hokuson for All in Three reported it that uh, Jarquez w- probably will not be playing Saturday. Um, can you so, can you tell me? Can you tell us why? Um, what the controversy is there? Well, you know, sometimes the a team bonding goes wrong, and uh, things do that you shouldn't uh, that you shouldn't do. That's the, that's the best way to describe it, in my opinion. Gotcha. Jacob. Okay. Um, gotcha. Thank you. You know, something that I believe it was. 
Zach Blackaby talked about for Locked on Auburn is um how fast like Notre Dame and Navy went last week. Both teams were running the ball, but because the clock doesn't stop after the first down this year, yeah, that's... I feel like you're going to see a lot less football being played. You're not going to have many time plays ran, not a lot of chances to score. And that's why sitting there at 35 scares me as far yeah. as like betting right now because I mean, if Auburn goes down there and runs the ball constantly, you know, but maybe with Jarquez being out, we don't run as much, but we still got uh, Damari Austin is expected to get the start. Maybe we throw it a little more, get a little more incompletion, stop the clock. I don't know. I think Auburn's going to win outright. I really don't think it's going to be close, so to speak, but I don't, I'm not really confident in Auburn covering the 35 because of the reasons I just said. Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn to win and you match, and you know, you match to cover the 35. 35 is a big number. You know, and I know I said that last week about 20, or I think it was 20 and a half for Notre Dame and Navy, but 20, 35 is a really big number, mm-hmm. especially if, especially with a team that has already played and you haven't. Yeah. I think but, that's a little, I think that can be a little scary too. That, that gives a little, um, little advantage Auburn though, having them played because they get filmed. Yeah. You know, you're not sitting there watching last, uh, last year's team. Um, I believe their quarterback. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because we. if you listen to this podcast on the regular, you know I butcher names left and right. He started off at Clemson. He was a four-star, and then he ended up transferring to Georgia Tech, and now he's a grad transfer at UMass. So okay. he's been he's been around the the block for lack of better words. But I still don't. I'm still not sure that uh that uh that they're not going to be able to score a few points. I feel like it's going to be like a maybe a thirty-nine-seven kind of game. So Auburn might get close to that spread, but I don't think they're going to push it over the top. Next on the schedule is uh, Western Carolina, who is six and five last year, and they're at seven and six Arkansas. Uh, no spread on this game yet, Jacob, as of yeah. Thursday at four oh seven. Um, I don't. I don't know. Does SCS play uh, eleven games? Because they're at six and five last year. I was wondering where that other game. <laughs> I mean, why are they not? Unless playing? it was, you know, unless it was one that may have got canceled or something. I mean, South Dakota is the same way at three and eight. I want to say that does the FCS do? They probably play eleven. Games? They probably do ten. No, nah, probably eleven. And then you got the flown playoffs. Yeah, that may yeah. be it. Yeah, you got the you got you probably play eleven games. Your twelfth game might be your conference championship, and then you have the playoff if you make it. So um. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right there. <sighs> Go ahead and talk to me a little bit about what you think on this game. I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a surprise. I don't know much about either one of them, to be honest with you. If you just go back and listen to our Arkansas uh, episode, I don't know enough about either one of them. Um, I think West – I would – you know, if it really didn't matter and there weren't too many people listening, I would probably just say Western Carolina just because I like their nickname, the Catamounts. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty cool. But um, – I think Arkansas will take care of business outright. And then whatever the spread is, they'll cover it probably. Probably. I mean, yeah. I guess Vegas is waiting to the day of to release it because I don't think probably the South, so. we're going back to South Dakota, Missouri. I don't think that was released until around midday today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Arkansas is going to cover. But both of us were pretty high prediction wise on Arkansas. Um, I had them going nine and three, I think. I think you were maybe eight and four, nine and three, somewhere through there. Yeah. I don't see them dropping Western Carolina. And they'll probably cover the spread, but because there's not one, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go and pick against the spread, and they come out and set it 52 points, and we're sitting there like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, next on the agenda will be Zach Arnett's first game. Uh, 
Southeast Louisiana versus or at Mississippi State. Mississippi State was nine and four last year. Of course, everybody knows about the tragic Georgia, what happened to Mike Leach and all that. They're bringing back Will Rogers. Will Rogers, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the SEC. I don't see him struggling too much with uh, Southeast Louisiana, who was nine and four last year. So, whatever conference they're in, I believe that's a conference with like Northwestern State and all that is down it the there. Southland. I want to say that maybe the Southland Conference. I'm not. I'm not in the position to argue against you. Um, again, this is another game with no spread. Either Vegas is not going to put one. ESPN is not going to put one. They're going to wait to the day of. So this one's an easy one for me. Mississippi State outright. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the same way um, with you as far as winning. I don't see. I don't see Southeast or I don't. Is it Southeast Louisiana? I don't see them. Yeah, really. I don't see them really matching up with with Mississippi State. At least not not later on in the game. Maybe early. You know, with a new coach, you don't. You never know how somebody's going to start off. But I think toward the end, Mississippi State will definitely pull away and win. You're right. It's the FCS uh, Southland Conference. Teams with like uh, Nickel State, Knee State, Northwestern State, uh, Incarnate Ward, Lamar, schools like that. So I do no ball. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, that level that conference is not the same as playing in the SEC. So I don't I don't see any reason that Mississippi State should not win this game. Uh, next is number one Georgia, 15 of last year playing UT Martin Skyhawks, right? Skyhawks, something like that. Something uh, like that, yeah. There's no spread on this game either. I don't think any of us – it gets a little boring, Jacob, but week one, I mean, I don't see any upsets really, at least the games we've talked about. So, um, Georgia, I mean. Yeah, I think I got just one word, Georgia. That's, that's pretty much it. I think they're going to take care of that one. Maybe I'd love to see them struggle. I'd really like to see them you struggle and me, early. You know, Carson Beck. Ain't that his name? Yeah. Carson Beck. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's – or I think he's good, and he might struggle early just because it's, you know, something new. But they'll probably end up winning by 47 or something like that. Yeah, he'll be able to do a Snapchat riz on the sidelines at halftime or after that. It shouldn't be close. I mean, Georgia's the talent, talented team. Um, he seems like a, the type of guy that would riz up the mascot, like the actual Bulldog. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what it says. I'm not going to read it. Don't, don't finish. Don't finish <laughs> yeah. that statement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, we have New Mexico, which is not New Mexico State. New Mexico Lobos, who was two and ten last year, at Texas A&M, who was five and seven. The spread is huge. The spread is thirty-eight points. <sighs> you ha- thirty-eight is a big number. I agree, especially for a team that wasn't impressive that last year. Of course, New Mexico State two and ten last year. Figure one of the worst FBS teams in the con- in this in the I don't know. This is one of them games that it's easy to say outright, but spread-wise, this is why Vegas creates them and makes people lose their money. Yes, indeed. Well, you have what do you have, Jacob? I have uh, I have A and M winning the game outright, but then I have Van or no, I'm looking at the game below us. I have New Mexico covering 38. I just think it's a lot. Uh, numbers big. I know. I know this is. I know. Mexico is no Appalachian State, you know, goes into Kyle Field and wins last year. But with that being said, that's why I'm choosing them to cover because AM kind of seems to have that. I don't know the word that I'm trying to think. The 
I mean, I think they lose a lot of games they shouldn't a lot of the time. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but they they have I a tendency to play down to their opponents. I think is what there we go. Thank you for thank you for <laughs> saying that for me. So um, I'm not high on a And M, but I'm not, and but this is a game they should win comfortably. It comes down to me if. I don't know what kind of offense they're going to run, really, with Bobby Petrino right there. If it's a run offense kind of first with a little maybe RPO reads, short passes, then I think New Mexico State can easily cover this just because lack of possession. Like we were talking about earlier about what happened with the Navy-Notre Dame game and how it flew by, how Auburn-UMass could be closer just because not that they're struggling with them, they're just not getting the ball as much. A a, a three and out instead of going two minutes might be four minutes now. Or Sorry, I guess it wouldn't be a three and out because the first down, you know, Two two possession drive might be a five minute drive where it was two and a half minutes before, you know. So um, I think I'm going to go with you, Jacob. I know it's not exciting, but I think I'm going to go with New Mexico to cover. <laughs> Next, That's fine. You know, both we may just end up having the same record. That's fine. See, he's got the better record at the end of the day. Yeah, you were you were so excited to talk about Vanderbilt. Why don't you introduce that game just a little bit? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the mighty commies. The commies of Vanderbilt. Um, you know, I was really, really disappointed with them this past weekend, which, you know, I thought about it. This was, you know, I was listening to game day Saturday morning on the way to or while I was going down the road. And don't don't watch TV and drop. Just don't recommend it. But uh, I was I was listening to them and two of the three on the desk of game day picked Hawaii to win because of, you know, the tragedy that's going on in Maui and with the fires and everything. And, you know, it made me think, but then I was like, Vanderbilt is just the better team at the, I was thinking that around, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock when they said this, then it comes down to game time with about the fourth, the fourth quarter and Vander or Hawaii scores twice. I, you know, or Vanderbilt doesn't they go three and out with a couple minutes left, and Hawaii yeah. gets the ball, and then Hawaii yeah. throws a pick. But you also whole, also I don't mean to interrupt you, but the three and out almost was a pick, I believe. I believe the ball was tipped up, or it was a fumble, maybe. And Vanderbilt, uh, Hawaii almost got the ball inside Vanderbilt's territory before they had to punt. If I, I think, I I don't remember, but I just know that that it really. I knew it hurt us as far as like, you know, our picking against the spread and everything, but it didn't, it made me think Vandy might end up going three and nine, four and 10, or I mean, four and eight, something like that. Yeah. We talked about, um, oh, last episode, we were talking about this, the Vandy Hawaii game. We talked about how bad Vandy beat them at Hawaii last year. Right. So, is this a point where Hawaii's better than last year? Vanderbilt's worse than last year? Did they see it? I mean, nobody really knows this early in the season. Um, Alabama well, and you'll know how I feel about Hawaii later on in the episode <laughs> if you listen little, up. Little uh, sneak peek. Alabama A&M is not Hawaii. Uh, this, <laughs> no, they are not. Hawaii's not swack, as this you could say. Uh, so, um, Vanderbilt is going to take care of Alabama A&M. That little short drive down I-65, two hours between the two schools, Vanderbilt's going to win the game. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I have Vandy winning, too. There's no spread on that one, so we can't pick against that. But uh, we both have Vandy to win the game. All right, Jacob, introduce the next one. You know, the next game that we have on our list is Middle Tennessee State at number four ranked Alabama 
aka God's team. Um, God, God loved Alabama. I'm, I fully believe that. But the, the line is at 38 and a half. Um, I, obviously, we both have Bama to win, right? Yes. Bama, I think Bama wins. 38 and a half is a huge number, especially with Alabama's quarterback situation, how it is. Which hasn't I been announced, right? It has not been announced, no. I, I imagine it's going to be Jalen Milrow. I don't know that for sure. Um, it's just 38 and a half is a huge number. So, you know, in last year, Middle Tennessee State goes to Miami and upsets them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alabama is no Miami, but Middle Tennessee State has the – they have the past – shoot, I don't know. You know, they have that past experience of going to a Power 5 school and winning. Hard Rock Stadium, though, is not – it's not Brian Denny on, at 7 o'clock at night, you know. So, I still – I don't want to say this, but I think I have Alabama to win, but I think Middle Tennessee State is going to cover the 38 and a half. I think that's fair. I'm looking at Alabama's schedule right now, and there are three quote-unquote cupcake games last year. It was Utah State, which they won 55-0, to ULM, which they won 63-7, to and then Austin P, which was only a 34 to nothing point win right before you play Auburn. Um, that was with Bryce Young was that Bryce quarterback? Young. Yeah. At uh, Austin P, and they didn't. I mean, thirty-eight. Middle Tennessee State's better than Austin P. I mean, that I don't know a lot about Middle Tennessee State, though the Raiders, I believe, but they're better than Blue Austin Raiders. P. Um, with Alabama's controversy, I don't controversy. Who's starting at quarterback? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go in Middle Tennessee State to cover the spread as well. If we had um, knew who the starting quarterback was right now, maybe that's a little different. But I think I'm going to go with Middle Tennessee State as well. Which I'm going to change mine. I'm going to change mine. Bama covers. Is it going to be barely covers? Bama covers the 38 and a half just because of the running back room and offensive line. Yeah, the, I I, apparently the defense is just is you know the defense is supposed to be back is what there's is what everybody around here is saying that. You know, Kevin Steele has them playing with this mentality to, you know, to come back like they used to be, be who they used to be, be who Alabama was, like when people were afraid of Alabama back in, you know, 10 years ago when you had Rolando McClain, Dante Hightower, those guys. So I'm going to change mine and say Alabama wins and Alabama's going to cover. Yeah, but going – I mean, I don't want to, like, argue with here, but, like, Alabama, if they do come out there with that running back room and run the ball a lot – we just talked about how the clock's not stopping after the first downs. Does that I mean you know that could hurt their chances? Um, it, it could, but I I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with it because we've been one one reason is we've been the same throughout the whole episode. So I just wanted to change it up a little bit and just you know have some fun with it. And to being an Alabama fan, me saying the Middle Tennessee State's gonna cover makes me feel like I don't believe in my classmates. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I I said Auburn wasn't going to cover, which I think I'm going to go with the mentality this year is put your expectations low and root it and uh, make them the underdog. And then they're going to because Auburn, that's what Auburn historically has done well in the past. When they're projected to be good, they're not going to be good. It's just like I mean, Jeremy Johnson back there in the days, the best quarterback Auburn's ever seen, in my opinion. You know, um, we got probably the best SEC game this week. Uh, number 21, North Carolina versus um South Carolina, 
games in Charlotte. Vegas isn't 100% sure on this one. Spread is 2.5. So basically we're picking out right here. Um, I'm I'm going with South Carolina. I like Spencer Rattler. I think quarterback play is going to be the name of the game, this game between uh, Drake May and Spencer Spencer Rattler. But I'm going to give South Carolina the nod, especially with the way they finished the season last year. Yeah, I like South Carolina um, as a team. I just think I'm going to go with North Carolina to win, and I think they'll cover the, the two and a half, you know, I think they'll maybe. I think they could win by a field goal, something like that. But I'm going to go with North Carolina to win that one. Yeah, I mean, I believe they. It's really a toss up. Yeah, when you're when it's that close of a spread, you really yeah. you're picking out right. Um, game's kind of been renewed in the path. They played maybe three or four years ago in Charlotte again. So, um, next game, I saw. Okay, I said North Carolina. South Carolina was probably the game of the week. I lied. It's the game of Saturday. Then you come yeah. around Sunday. Is going to be number five LSU versus. Number uh, uh, eight, Florida State. Games in Orlando. That's why I said versus neutral site. Again, Vegas ESPN is at 2.5 in favor of LSU. I think LSU is going to cover. Yeah, I think LSU wins that one, and I think they'll win by more than three points. So I think we're both kind of the same on that one. I got a question for you, Jacob. Last week you had a uh, Florida State uh, making the playoffs and all that. Does Florida State, you know, after that, <clears> if you have Florida, LSU winning this game, does Florida State run the table after this and then sneak into the playoffs? They're eleven and zero after they beat after they lose to LSU. Okay, but if they but in flip flop it here, if they end up winning and we're both wrong, I think they might lose to Clemson. Maybe okay. and then so you turn see, around, maybe beat them in the conference championship or something like that. If that's possible, I don't know yeah. if they're in the same you side see. on the SEC or not. But yeah, I think they, I think they are. But it, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like I said with Alabama. I see a loss somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, you yeah. kind of feel like Florida State, in your opinion, would be either Clemson or LSU in this game. Speaking of Clemson, they play Monday night Labor Day. So yeah, they're at, they're at Duke. Clemson was eleven and three last year with a loss to a uh, Tennessee. In the orange, orange bowl, I think, and then yeah. uh, Duke was nine and four last year. I have Clemson winning and covering, but I think it's close early. I think it's going to be a really close game at halftime, and then Duke's going to uh, just wear down a little bit into the second half. Yeah, I, I think the same way. I have Clemson winning the game, and then they covered the thirteen, wasn't it? At nine and a half. Yeah, Vegas start right. off with. ESPN or Vegas has raised the spread to, uh, from nine and a half to, I believe nine and a half. I put that on there. Maybe Tuesday. So in the, yeah. since Tuesday they've raised it a uh, three point five. Yeah, I think even I think Duke could even be leading at that. And, like and then three, Clemson, you know, two or three, and then yeah. Clemson just wears them down. Kate Clubnick, Clubnick gets comfortable. Him and Will Shipley, they just mm-hmm. take over. So next game on the agenda, uh, not concerning the past three. Last three will not concern SEC teams. They're just picking games of the week that we're excited to watch. Uh, will be primes. Uh, First game at Colorado, eleven and one at last year for at number seventeen TCU. TCU spread is twenty point five. It's a lot for everybody, yeah. to, especially for everybody to be that excited about this game. I don't think Colorado is where they're going to need to be. Uh, I think TCU is going to win, but I'm going to I'm going to backtrack to what I have. I'm going to have Colorado covering that spread. I okay. think I think I'm going to backtrack on that. Might be dumb, but I think I'm going to take them to cover the spread. See, I was thinking that while you were talking. I was thinking about maybe changing mine, too. But, no, I'm going to leave it. Um, well, who's the quarterback for TCU? Uh, it's not Max because Max left. He went yeah. to So, that's that's kind of mm-hmm. why. That's what I was thinking in my head. I don't know who's starting a quarterback this year for TCU. And we I, mean, know- I mean, Shadur Sanders isn't 
he, he hadn't played a game in a Power Five conference, but he does have the experience at Jackson State, mm-hmm. and he so, knows his dad. He knows his dad. You know, he's going to have yeah. Travis Hanner a little bit on both offense and defense. So, so you're going to stick I'm with go him? with you. I'm going to go with you, Wells. I'm going to take TCU to win, but Colorado covers just because I, I was sitting there trying to think. I, I, I think Colorado covers that. They, it may be 20, but, you know, mm. it's that it covers. So Making me, making me feel smart better about my pick with you joining me. Yeah, we both game, probably wrong. Final game that we're like most – I mean, is it going to be West Virginia 5-7 and seven last year at number seven Penn State, who was 11-2. and two. Penn State spread is 20.5. I think they're going to – I think Penn State is going to do uh, – I think they're going to win and then cover the spread. I think Drew Allaire is going to um, have the Penn State team good this year. They're going to be like about like they were last year in my opinion. I have I have Penn State to win, West Virginia to cover. And I'm going West Virginia to cover solely off of the man, the myth, the legend, Pat McAfee. He had them on game day as his sleeper pick to win the Big 12. So mm. – but I think – I think – I don't know. I just I think they'll cover. <laughs> With JT Daniels, that's a big number too. Yeah, JT Daniels leaving in that Rice this year. So, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I don't really know. We're sitting here talking about the reason this is SEC second to no, uh It just means less is because yep. we uh we like we like SEC ball. We know SEC ball the most. So yeah, we're kind of blind guessing right now because we haven't seen For the teams sure. play. We're teams yeah. All right, as we wrap down this episode, if you're a friend of a uh, fan of College Dame Day, you've seen the Super Dog pick. And that's where uh, they have a team to uh, that there's that's not favored. But the spread's against them, and they're going to pick them to win outright. And they do a point system, I believe. But I think we're going to do this a little different. Uh, we're going to have one that we think is favored. Is the spread's a lot against them, and we think they're going to cover the spread. And we're going to have one that we think beats the spread. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go pretty quickly because we're, we're running out of time here. Um, the one that I have to beat. The team against spread is uh, Coastal Carolina beats UCLA. They're at UCLA. Spread is 14.5, which is a big number to be picking the upset right there. But uh, I think Mc- uh, Grayson McCall is the real deal at quarterback. I wish all he would have transferred and came to Auburn. But, um, yeah. And uh, Grayson McCall is the only reason I'm picking Coastal Carolina. And then my one that I have in the spread for Indiana – Versus Ohio State is thirty, which is that's the CBS game now. When Big Twelve, Big CBS has started um, covering a little bit of both this year, and yeah. then they'll go to Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten next year. I think that's a big spread, especially. I don't think I've seen Ohio State name their starting quarterback yet, so I think I'm going to have uh, Indiana covers the thirty spread. Yeah, so you know, in college game day when they did the Super Dog, it's always against the spread, and that I, I don't know if the point system works with you know, how much or how close the team was with the, or if it was just record, I don't know how that works, but the one that I have, the team I have to win outright is Hawaii beat Stanford. The spread is at three in Stanford's favor, but you know, with Hawaii proven last, last, um, last week against Vanderbilt that, that they can go somewhere and win with this game being at home, I think Hawaii will maybe pull the upset off, especially for the people you know, at home with the tragedy and everything. Uh, and the team I have to cover the spread is Nevada will cover the 38 points against uh, Southern Cal. I, I, same thing as last uh, last week, USC was – it was 31 against San Jose State, and San Jose State covered by only losing by 28. So I think it's going to be the same situation like that. I think they're going to go up a lot early and then Nevada – or. Caleb Williams and all the stars come out, and then Nevada's able maybe to score a couple touchdowns yeah. that way. 
I think Southern Cal's defense is good enough. On offense is good enough to cover that 38 spread. I don't think their defense is. So I think that's a very good pick with you. Well, college foot, it's all, I guess we're in Wake Forest and Elon kick off in an hour and a half. And then we have yeah. two and a half Thankfully hours. We don't have that game picked. Yeah. So. <laughs> two and a half hours until uh, Utah and uh, Florida square off. Jacob, it's exciting. It's very exciting. It um, is. One last shout out before we close out. Gordo or Gordo at Bibb County tomorrow night. Um, Choctaws are favored. The spread, quote unquote, is four in their favor. I'm going to take Gordo outright. Green Wave won big last week against Sipsy. So I yeah, think Gordo wins last, that one. Last week, the spread was like four in Gordo's favor. Six in yeah. And, it, and Gordo beat them by 30. So yeah. I don't know who's making these spreads. They need to reevaluate their life. Uh, Bibb County beat Gordo last year pretty convincingly. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, going with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. Gordo's gonna uh, have the revenge game, and they're gonna beat Bibb County at Bibb County this year, Jacob. Well, I guess that uh that about wraps us up. That does. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.